Hello and welcome to another edition of the South Coast Footballholic Podcast. My name is Jordan Warren and I am joined by my fellow co-host, Jared Pollard. Jared, how are you today, mate? Mate, I'm absolutely fantastic. Spring is spring has finally sprung. The sun's out, there's spring in the air and there's still football going, which is fantastic. So I'm loving it. Good to hear, mate. And uh, I've uh, always suffered from a bit of hay fever, so uh, spring's a bit probably the worst time of year for me, but I'm glad no, you're happy. Been unlu- a bit unlucky, huh? <laughs> Look, let's get straight into the uh, the action that happened on the weekend. A few major headlines that we'll go through. Uh, first up, obviously, Balambi getting a 2-1 win over South Coast United. Major headline from that game, uh, Brad Watts adding another one to the slush fund. Uh, oh, slush. Uh, he gave us a bit of a uh, insight into his nickname on the show last week. Uh, he got on the score sheet once again. Uh, a good week, a good win for Balambi overall. Um, of course, had Liam Unicom out. Uh, Todd Simpson stepping in in his absence. Uh, of course, Slushy and uh, Cody Cuthbertson were dangerous on the flanks once again. Uh, Balambi uh, almost dropped the points with uh, South Coast United substitute Nick Rafagalis getting on the score sheet uh, with his first first-grade goal in his uh, short IPL uh, career. Uh, but Ryan Hunter scored with a header just minutes later. Balambi, they're, they're doing incredibly well this season. Obviously, they're probably only one or two wins away from cementing finals football. I wanted to ask you, Jared, what do you think that uh, Balambi are doing so well this season? Obviously, uh, getting the wins is the main is the main uh, thing, but what are they doing on the field, do you think, that's setting them apart? Uh, mate, honestly, they're scoring goals and they're conceding a few goals. It's put it plain and simple. They're, they're just getting, they're getting three points as often as again, you've got to look at it. How many games have they won now? Four. They haven't lost a single game since the restart in the IPL. The only other team to not lose a game is Bull Eye as well. So, look, something brewing at Elizabeth Park at the moment. They're, they're, it's quite a fairy tale story, isn't it? You've got to look at it. First year promoted from District League. It's just, it's, it's, un, it's, almost, unpre- it's almost unprecedented that a recently promoted so I could do this. Like, it's, it's incredible, but yeah, look, Balambi just keep on getting the wins, but the next four weeks will be telling. I would almost argue that they've already sewn up final spot already. It's that early. It's early the call, I know, but you got to look at it. If they get if they get a win against Winuna in their in their catch up game, which is by no means a certainty, but if they manage to get one more win, I reckon it's it's just about as good as as good as done for their, for their finals chances. I reckon they're already in, but. Based on form already, I think they'll be getting more than just three points over the last four or five games. But yeah, it's they're one team at the moment that nobody wants to play. But I'll be honest with you, once South Coast United got that goal with about 15 to go, there was kind of a bit of a feeling around Elizabeth Path that hang on, maybe South Coast might still still win here. But you know, Balambi just found a way to find the back of the net in the end and. Uh, they did walk away with the three points. It's hard for United because it's again, it's another, it's another loss by just a single goal, and it's just, their points tally at the moment doesn't reflect the the team. To be honest, they they they're, they're the quality they've got in their team. In all honesty, they should be higher than what they are, and it's just kind of yeah, some of the, the results haven't gone their way for them, unfortunately. Particularly with uh, Balambi, you sort of alluded to it then. Uh, they are a tough team to play against. Do you think that come finals time, if they have sewn it up, which I think I agree with you on that point, that they have probably sewn up finals football, come finals time, are they the team that uh, no team wants to play, so to speak? 
Oh, God, no. No one wants to play them at the moment. They're in red hot form. You got to look at it. Since the restart, they've only lost one game, and that was against United in the cup in the cup semi final. And United at the moment is top of the table. Of course, if Belenby do win their catch up game, then they'll be top of the league. So, no, based on their form, no one wants to play the Rosils at the moment. And you got to look at it. I think on their run home, they played three of the five games at Elizabeth Park, which, to be honest, is one of the very few grounds where you can get a home ground advantage because. If you've been to Elizabeth Park recently when the Rosellas are playing, you'll know that the home crowd faithful are a little bit rowdy towards the opposition. But, yeah, nobody wants to play them at the moment, I don't think. Payne's got them sewn out quite well. well. I must say that I was at uh, Elizabeth Park on the weekend. The home faithful were in fine voice. Uh, they're uh, sh- they're a in for one of the best uh, active support in the league at the moment with performances like that. But uh, moving on, another... Uh, Story from the weekend was the result at Terry Reserve. There was a, a goal fest at Terry Reserve. 5-4 to the Albion Park White Eagles in the end. It was a brilliant game for the uh, for the neutral, so to speak. Uh, obviously, probably the most concerning aspect for Goran Trzeski and Peter Willis would be their defence. They uh, obviously were a little bit leaky. Trzeski uh, calling the game heart attack material uh, after the match. but uh, And he also admitted that he side a conceding goals way too easily, which is which is probably true. They have uh, shipped 13 goals in the opening six uh, fixtures that they have played. Uh, but look, we're slightly under strength, so I'm assuming Goran Trzeski would be would be happy with the three points on this one, Jared. Oh, any, any, any team at the moment is happy with three points in a shortened season, but oh my god, Cody Waymire's goal was, if you haven't seen it, go and check out our Facebook. We shared it for from Albion Park, Thunderbolt. What a finish! And look, it wasn't the easiest strike either because the ball he got was bobbling from the ground as well, so he kind of hit it midair. But the technique on that strike was just fantastic. But yeah, Morgan's got five goals in two games. So some some of us were talking about a, a goal goal scoring slump. Well, no slump anymore. <laughs> he's, I believe he's probably golden boot at the moment. I think more than anyone, I, I know personally. Cameron was, prob- was probably the harshest on himself in that front, obviously going a few games uh, at the start of this season without goals. But with his uh, track record, I've said it before, uh, he's probably got uh, a few games up his sleeve to make things right. And fair play to him. He's uh, got five goals in two games now. But uh, what, do, what do you make of Albion Park at the moment, Jared? Look, uh, obviously the win on the weekend, uh, a few shaky uh, aspects to their game, but surely a... a uh, Anything, anything less than finals football this season is is a disappointment for them. Yeah, and they are knocking on the door finals football. They are six at the moment, but they really need to start their defence. You know, what what was it? They shipped 13 goals in six games. If you're going to be a premiership contender, you can't be doing that. So, um, yeah, that's I'm sure that's an area of concern. I believe Goran Trzeski has said that's an area of concern which they're trying to sign up. Once they sign that up, who knows what happens with Albion Park. It's... That they, they could do anything. Moving along, uh, there was a two-all draw at Crean Park. Karinjila uh, 2 versus Bulleye 2. Toby Norval starring in this one, getting a double for the home side. Uh, obviously, no Peter Simonoski in this one uh, through a yellow card accumulation with, for a, a he, uh, picked up a one-match suspension for that. But Karinjila, fair play to them. They created a real contest and, and Bulleye were highly fancied in this side. But... Uh, Toby Norval, as I just mentioned, two goals. He's a, I sort of find he's a bit of a forgotten man when we're talking about Peter Simonoski and Nuno Perez, but he's the, he's the one that's 
beating them in most of the times and seems to be that link between the defensive midfield and the attack. But uh, he scores well this, so I don't. Uh, I, I think he, he should be mentioned uh, more often and uh, a couple of goals on the weekend, he probably will. But uh, what do you think about this result for Buller, Jared? Is it, is it concerning or you just think it's a bit of a bit of a blip? Well, of course it's concerning. You know, there's two games, Tarawana and Quinjilla, where they've dropped points with, with due respect to both both of those teams. But Bolo was expected to win those based on the football they played before that. And obviously they got a good midweek win against Paul Kembler. So everyone was thinking this was going to be a walk on the park for Bolo. But Quinjilla had either other ideas. Maybe the thought of Simonovsky not playing, did that have an effect on Bolo? Gunting going a little bit easy? I don't think so. To be honest, but you gotta you gotta state that there's a there is a good chance that might have happened. But fair play to Condrilla. You did say that as well, Tobias and Orville. I don't know why he's mentioned more often. He is absolutely outstanding. Some of the goals he scored, we saw his one in round one against Albion Park. Oh my word. Absolutely brilliant. But it's it's not what Bull I want going into the next week and a half because as we all know, Sunday they're playing United in the cup final, but then they play United again just three days later on the following Wednesday in the league. Luckily, they changed that double header <laughs> this weekend. That would have been a very interesting double header. But yeah, so Bullite needs they they needed to go into these next two games both against United with a bit of form. They've dropped off a little bit. You know, there's the game. There's drop points there. To, um, in their view, that's that's drop points to them. So they'll need to, if they get a cup final win this weekend, who knows what happens from there on. But yeah, Bull and Wong United do not like each other. So it would have helped if they had some form going into that game. And probably the most uh, surprising headline or result of the weekend, probably arguably, I think uh, most people at Wanuna would agree with me. The the Sharkies are uh, Olympic 3 1 on the weekend. I'll be. Uh, well, I did speak to Jeremy Lopez after the match on that one, and I'll plug that into the podcast here. Obviously, a massive win on the weekend over Wollongong Olympic. Jeremy, uh, full credit to you boys. You uh, could say you could see that one coming, considering the results or the loss you guys had against Wollongong United the, in your previous previous fixture. Would you say that that would you agree in the sense that this was a result that was that was coming uh, sooner rather than later? Yeah, I think the playing group thought that a result like this was definitely coming, considering even against Bulai, we thought we were unlucky to come away with nothing there. And especially on that Tuesday night against um, United, we thought we had you know, two real solid chances where we could have buried them. Um, and if it was on another day, probably would have. Um, so we're real disappointed with that. And um, I think that sort of was a bit of motivation against a strong Olympic team to get a result. Um, yeah, and I think that's just going to help us in the next coming weeks with a couple of big games this weekend. In, in terms of that match against Wollongong United, I, from all accounts, you guys played some terrific football and, and probably one of the best performances uh, that the Wununa Sharks have put on in, in previous uh, years. Um, would it be fair to say that you were perhaps missing just a, a final touch, say, if you had a... a a top number nine sort of uh, finishing off those chances, do you think that, that you would have beaten Wollongong United and sort of would win more games under that sense? Oh, I, I don't think it was the personnel. I think um, I think it was more so the keeper that day. Um, their keeper pulled off some some quality saves. 
Um, and like I said, like on another day, um, those, those go in. So, um, yeah, I think, I, yeah, I really don't think it's the people that we got up top. Um, they've been doing a terrific job, as you can see by how many goals that we've scored in the last few weeks. You know, we got three on the weekend, um, three against Port, three against Crinny. Um, I don't think it's the, the people. Um, I think it's just, yeah, just on our day. Just wasn't our day that day. But, um, yeah, we just move on to next week, I guess. In the game against Olympic, you, you mentioned the forward line are doing very well for Winuna. You yourself got on the score sheet. Uh, talk us through that one. Yeah, just, um, well, Olympic were down to 10 men at that stage and um, it was their left back that got sent off. So I, I felt I had a bit, bit of extra space. So I sort of drifted a bit and the yeah, ball just happened to spit out and yeah, put it away. Would it be fair to say that not many people would have picked this result? Obviously, Dan McGoldrick would probably uh, disagree with me, but do you think that it was definitely a shock result? Uh, yeah, yeah. In a sense, it was, a, you know, to everyone, you know, Olympic, they've been up there for a while and Winuna have, you know, been, you know, bottom half of the table for majority of their time in the Premier League. Um, so, yeah, you could say that. But in the way that we've been playing, I none of the boys or the coaching staff would, it wouldn't come as a surprise to us. I think we've been playing some really good football and um, it's just a, just a reward for all the hard work that we've been putting in. With results like this, does it become a sense in, in this shortened season that uh, when you, when you beat teams like Wollongong Olympic and, and are incredibly competitive with the likes of, of Bulleye and Wollongong United, that anything less than that, you know that you can make final the finals, you, you've, you've proved that you've, you can beat the, the top sides uh, on paper. Uh, does it excite you boys in a sense that you think you, c you can definitely make the finals football? And in that other sense, if you don't make finals football, is it a disappointment? Yeah, definitely. Especially, um, well, the boys that were there from last year, uh, we've already felt that disappointment of not making the finals. Uh, last year, we missed out by one point. And I think that's driving, you know, the core of the group this this year to, you know, make sure we do make the finals. And with these results, I think that's just even driving it even more, giving some of the younger boys a bit of belief. Because, um, you know, they, they go on social media and hear people fighting the most. Um, but, yeah, finals is definitely something, definitely achievable. And if we don't make it, it'll be, yeah, I think everyone will be disappointed and involved. And on the other side of the spectrum, obviously, with you guys beating Wollongong Olympic, where do you think that leaves them, in your opinion? Do you think that they're still uh, one of the... Obviously, they're a top side, but do you still think they're, they're in the title contention? Uh, yeah, they, they, yeah, they definitely are. They, um, Like I said, with that United game for us, that was an off game. You know, We could have very few chances. That, would, that was very similar for Olympic on the weekend. They um they had a few chances. Usually they you know punish us and finish. Um, but yeah, it just wasn't their day. Um, whoever's coming up against them this weekend, I uh, I wouldn't be looking forward to it because they I think they're going to come out all guns blazing. They're um they got quality across the park, but yeah, like I said, it just wasn't their day. We scored a couple real good goals. Um, you know, some weeks wouldn't go in. Same with them. They um. They had a few chances, a couple one-on-ones that they just just sprayed wide. So, um, yeah, I really do think they'll be they'll be top three. I think 
um, whether they can, you know, catch, you know, United and Bulleye, uh, even Bulambi. I'm not too sure, but um, they'll have to. They got a few big games coming up. I think they may have a Bulambi this weekend, so that'll be a big game for them. Yeah, Bulambi this weekend for Wollongong Olympic. They'll be without their left back on the the day against you boys, James Baldacino. He's played a number mm. of positions with his sending off. Moving on to your fixture this weekend against the Albion Park White Eagles. Obviously, <clears> this will be another tough fixture for you, for you boys. Uh, where do you think, if anywhere, your team needs to improve to take on the Albion Park side? Um, it's, I don't think it's not too much for us to improve. It's just the different teams that we play. We need to adapt to them. Like the Albion Parks, you can see by their results, you know, they're scoring a lot of goals. So obviously, you know, that's one thing. Um, trying not to get broken down too much on the counter-attack and whatnot because um, they got quality across the top of the park with, you know, Morgan, Joel Beatty. Um, you know, they got some quick boys up there as well. Uh, I think it's more so just trying not to get caught out with those blokes because, you know, they are quick. They'll get in behind you and um, they'll punish you like they have for, you know, the goals that they've scored with, you know, Morgan getting a couple of hat-tricks already this year. At the other end of the, the field for Albion Park, uh, they've conceded 13 goals in six fixtures so far this season. Is that something that you think that you boys will be, or your front men in particular, will be licking their lips over? Oh, I think it's more so just stick to our game plan. Um, just keep working on what we're doing. The goals will come. There's no, no point, you know, looking at stats like that and trying to push really hard. Um, the goals will come. So... I don't think they, they're too worried about stuff like that. Um, we'll just go out there and do our thing and hopefully get the three points. Well, I, I won't ask you for your tip because I think I know the answer, but uh, <laughs> Albion Park White Eagles against Winuna this weekend. Jeremy Lopez, thanks for uh, joining me. No, not a problem. Thanks for having me. So now we're in the shortened season. We're at the, the halfway point of the season. Uh, obviously, most teams have, have played six fixtures now. I wanted to ask you, Jared, what has been your biggest story out of the season so far? There's been a, sh a few shocks in this uh, revamp season that we've never seen anything like this before. What is the, the biggest story for yourself? Oh, it's got to be Balambi. It has to be Balambi. I've harped on it a couple of times over the last few weeks. But in all honesty, what's going on at Balambi at the moment is unprecedented. We do have to remember they're currently undefeated in the league in their first season back from the Illawarra District League. And even Brad Slushy Watts said last week, they were preparing for a relegation dogfight in pre-season. So uh, uh, it came as a shock to them more than anyone else as well. But I found out this incredible fact. So 2015 was the last time they were in the Premier League. They scored nine points that whole 22-game season. They've already scored 13 points after five games in their first season's back. So that's the type of improvement that we've seen from Bulimbi since 2015. And I was actually amazed by that stat. you got to look, you got to look at it. What, what has changed in the last five years. And that, that's all, almost the secret to Blamby's form right now. They've got Paney in, they've got, got up experienced head like Vaughan Patterson, and obviously they've got Watts, Unicum and Cuthbertson up top. It was just electrifying at the moment. But yeah, look, the fact they've already scored more points than what they did last time they were in the Premier League in a five in five games, mind you, they had twenty two games to score nine points in twenty fifteen. They've scored thirteen mm. and five already. And 
and and if they win their next game against Wanuna, they're top of the league. So it's it's remarkable. But yeah, another thing as well, if they do win that game against Wanuna, I've said once or say it again, it's not a certainty. The Sharkies have pulled off some huge upsets at the moment. But if they do win that game against Wanuna, they'll be eight points clear of Albion Park in six with five games to go. So you've got to look at it and think, okay, is that a big enough gap for finals, do you reckon? I reckon it is. But yeah, you can't predict anything in this. So you got their run home. They got Olympic at home. They got Tara away. They got United, Wollongong United, that is at home. Bulleye at home and Coromel away. So they've got some of the big teams on their run home. But other teams have shown that points can be taken off these teams. You just don't have to look much further than Olympic losing to the Sharkies. Bulleye dropping points against Shinjila and Tarawana. And yeah, Coromel been dropping points recently as well. So at the very least, I reckon they can grab at least six points from those five games. I would almost argue that they're a certainty for finals already is a big call, but they are one of the only two teams to lose a game in the IPL at the moment with obviously the other one being Bulleye. But yeah, I did say it earlier, Balambi are one of the only teams who legitimately have a home ground advantage in this league because their home fans are some of the best in the league and no opposition player gets away from their fans when taking on the Rosellas at home. Believe me, I know. I copped it on the weekend. But, <laughs> yeah, um, I, I found out a bit about that Wanuna game on the weekend as well because I remember hearing one of the fans behind me just say, up the Sharkies. So I was thinking, okay, something's going on over the PCYC. So they're good for a couple of things, the old Balambi Rosellas fans, not just giving it to the opposition, but getting behind their boys as well, which is fantastic for the league. Yeah, and, and on Balambi, obviously, uh, we'll get into the, the Round 7 preview uh, shortly, but... They're playing Wollongong Olympic. You, would you argue that they're favourites in that one? Which is astonishing, considering uh, pre-season before before a game before a ball had been kicked, so to speak. Uh, you'd think Olympic could win that game every day of the week. Look, I don't reckon anyone's a favourite in that game. To be honest, we like we've said it all time. In regardless of the result, Olympic do have the firepower, but Balambi's got the home ground. They've got the home fans, and they've got the form at the moment as well. So. It's harder to pick than a broken nose. I've said it once and I've said it again. It's harder. It's so hard to pick this league. But I've got a tip for that one. I can't call it. It's it's uh, it's, it's unbelievable that, yeah. It's like the, a district league promoted team is killing it in the Premier League, nearly top of the league. It's unbelievable. You're going to have to think of a tip in about five minutes, mate, when I ask you. I'm going to throw, throw you under the bus on that one. But, uh, no, my, my success story this season, and it's probably only really come to fruition in the last couple of weeks, or perhaps the, the last week, is the Winuna Sharks. Obviously, uh, they had a, a massive win against Wollongong Olympic, which we just mentioned uh, on the weekend. And perhaps the precedent for that was started the weekend before when they, they lost, uh, well, not the weekend before, they played on the on the Tuesday night, but they... Lost 1-0 to, to Wollongong United. And from all accounts, it was one of the best Wanuna Sharks performances in recent memory. And, and I've spoken to players from, from the Wanuna side and they were disappointed to uh, lose 1-0 to Wollongong United, who are, of course, the league leaders. So it's just I feel like it's just a testament to how far that side has come in such a sh- short space of time. They're, they're a young side. Uh, they're playing decent enough football. Um, and of course, they were predicted by many to, to finish around the bottom of the table, and probably fairly so. I'm, I'm sure they'd be the first to admit uh, Dan McGoldrick and, and and the players in the in the squad would be one of the first to admit that they don't really have any quotation star players. They work together as a team, and, and they seem to be buying into into 
the philosophy into the squad and and I think that they're they're built for a number of seasons. What do you what do you uh, think about that? Yeah, touch, touching on building for the last couple of seasons, you got Luke Tui, Tara Regan Williams, Robbie Gordiosi, and Damien Gruz had a bit of a stint in the first grade as well. But Robbie Gordiosi, he's underrated by some by some people. I reckon I reckon he's a good player, but he's shown it the last couple of weeks. It's definitely yeah, it's definitely showed it on the see. on the on the weekend against Olympic. Uh, We'll move into the official IPL Round 7 preview. The first game we're going to have a look at is the one we, we sort of touched on, Balambi rosellas versus Wollongong Olympic. Obviously, uh, contrasting results from both sides on the weekend. Uh, uh, I expect this one to be a gritty contest between the two sides. But And, of course, Wollongong Olympic uh, with the loss on the weekend. Obviously, lost James Baldacino with a last-man challenge, a red card. Uh, so he'll be missing this one. Uh, so it's a massive game for Olympic and obviously the not the elephant in the room, I, so to speak, a lot of people would will be mentioning on the weekend, Vaughan Patterson against his former club. This adds a bit of extra spice, don't you think? Well, it definitely does, but you've got to look at it. These two talk, sides played each other in the shortened pre-season as well when Bellamy got up. So, yeah, and with Baldacino as well, there's apparently I've heard that he actually got injured from the challenge in which he got sent off as well. So... If it's just one week, if it's more than one week as well, we do not know at the moment, but there is a real possibility it could be more than one week, which is a big blow to Olympic. But Ward Patterson loves these games, doesn't he? He's, mm. he's, always up, he's, always up, he's always up against the big clubs, in particular his old clubs as well, where he's had a lot of success. Albion Park's another team he's had success with as well. But yeah, the key for Olympic to winning this one is shutting down Balambi's front three, I reckon, because... Watson Cutherson, even without Unicum on the weekend, were dangerous. But at the same time, I reckon Hasegawa, although he hasn't hit in the back of the net yet, he's got that size. So if he's going up against that big Balambi defence at the moment, I reckon he, more than anyone in this league, would be able to handle handle that because he, it's well documented that he throws himself around. I mean, he's been a professional for 15 years. So <laughs> he's, he's more, more, than, more than equipped to get that job done. But... Like you said, Balimi's got. Well, we've said before, Balimi's got some tough fixtures. Olympic, if they lose this one, I reckon alarm bells have to start ringing. There's a bit of trouble. They might still make the finals, but if they don't have any form going to that finals, there's a good chance that if they don't pick it up quickly, they could go in the first week, which is um, based on their their squad power, unprecedented to be honest, because they they got a squad that should be winning the league. You mentioned the. You believe the key for Olympic this weekend is to shut out the front three. I, I believe that that's uh, would be a, a fairly obvious one, especially with um, the quality they have in their in their spine. They would be well equipped to to deal with that threat. In terms of on the ball, what do you think is the is the key? Do they do they uh, nullify uh, Balambi's quick pace, or do they have to play the the tempo get quicker themselves, get the ball to? The likes of Martinoski, of course, Hazagawa, uh, like you just mentioned, do they, do they have to sort of set the tempo in this one? Oh, I reckon yes. I reckon yes, based on the lack of results over the last couple of weeks. They need, oh, well, I wouldn't say the last couple of weeks, but last week they had, a, they had a disappointing result. I reckon they need to come out and set this tempo on this game because they need they need almost shock Balambi because Balambi, uh, not, not only is their reform good, their confidence is sky high. So if they're going to come out here and get a win, they need to shock Balambi very, very quickly right from the get-go, I think. 
And finally, what's your tip in this one? Draw. I'm not picking anything Draw. yet. <laughs> I mean, it, it is early days. It's only uh, we're recording this on a Wednesday, so it's uh, you need a couple more days to think about it. But we'll move on. Uh, clash as a another clash on Saturday at Tarawana Oval. Tarawana against Cringilla Lions. Uh, obviously, uh, I mentioned it earlier. We'll be concerned about the the uh, goals conceded on the weekend, but he'll be quite happy with scoring four away from home. But uh, in terms of the table position, you, you don't like to harp on it too much, but we are halfway through the season. It's it's a must-win for both sides if there any chance of making finals, you feel. But, uh, of course, Peter Simonoski should make a return to the starting side in this one, returning from suspension. So it's that will be a, a daunting task for the Tarawana defence. Obviously, they will feel like that they can uh, negate that, uh, that threat, I guess. But uh, Fringilla will feel confident in this one, I feel. Uh, obviously, uh, with, a, with a positive result against Bulleye. Um, look, I, I can't pick this one. Jared, have you, have you got uh, any news that I haven't heard of that makes it either side a favourite in this one? Look, I, I know as much as you know, but I'm leaning towards Cringilla a little bit in this one. Obviously, they did get a draw on the weekend, but it was a big draw, obviously, against one of the bigger clubs. Tarawana, though, I definitely wouldn't rule out because they are starting to get a couple of good results under the belt. You know, they got Tomasello in the middle, Kayla Grace as well. But, uh, yeah, they, they'll be disappointed after their loss last week as well. Obviously, they conceded five goals, which is um, not good for them. But, look, I, I, you can, uh, it's, hard to, it's hard to pick this league. I don't like picking. It's terrible, but it is at Tara Oval. I have to go draw this one again. I can't pick it. Look, Call me boring. I, you can sit on the fence, mate. That's all good. I, I think I'm going to pick Tarawana in this one. I, I think that they will be uh, pretty frustrated with the result on the weekend. And it sounds like there's plenty of positives to take out of that clash on the weekend. So I, I think they'll be raring to go in this one. Uh, next fixture, Port Kembla against Coniston at Weatherall Park. Weekend, they, they lost 2-1 to the league leaders, Wollongong United. But after their previous fixture, where they got beaten 7-0 by, by Bulleye, no one really gave them much hope in that fixture. So surely a positive uh, for Rob Davies' side to make that one a pretty even contest from, from the sounds of it. Well, at least that's probably one of the biggest positives to take out of Paul Kembler's entire season is the fact that they can, obviously, they, they got a bit of a response after that embarrassing loss in the midweek last week. The midweek loss last week was, and and everyone at Paul Kembler would agree, it was embarrassing. You know, I, I think Dylan Arvella said that was their biggest loss in the IPL since 1990. And you've got to look at that. That's 30 years ago now. We weren't even thought about back then, <laughs> you know. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Conceding seven goals that night was disappointing. So the fact that they came out and they took the game to United, you got to remember the two goals from United came from corners as well. So that is a positive despite the result. But Conno need, need a result more than anything. And I reckon they'll be desperate because they, at the moment, still in the finals hunt. Conno will be, yeah, they'll be desperate for this one. This is. This is, honestly, Kono has to win this if they want to be in shout for the finals. Yeah, I was at uh, JJ Kelly Park on the weekend when Coniston had a one-all draw with Coromel Rangers. And, and in that fixture, I felt Coromel had most of the ball, but in saying that, Coniston 
worked incredibly well as a team. And of course, they took the lead and, and of course, would have felt very disappointed to uh, concede a late goal in that one. But uh, in terms of the fixture this weekend, both sides' defences have been have been cause for concern. But I feel like Coniston would be more disappointed in their season out of these two sides in particular, um, considering their pre-season form. They were they were uh, incredible in pre-season. Really, the uh, the results they were they were getting, but. Uh, I think in terms of Port Kembla, they're probably the hardest team to pick right now. But if they continue their uh, form against uh, Wollongong United, despite the loss last weekend, I think that this could be a pretty entertaining fixture, don't you think? Oh, there's a real chance that Port could cause an upset this one. But because of the importance of the game, I'm I'm not going past Connor in this one. Or Port, he's known for summing up his defence when they're known to lead goals. He did it with Army Park in 2016. All Port's good at summing up his defence getting rid of those leaky goals. And you got to look at it. They only conceded one goal last league, which is a vast improvement from the weeks before. So if they can sew that up, get a clean sheet, I reckon this is Kono's game to lose because they need a result desperately now. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the away side in this one. I think Coniston will be too strong. Uh, the Saturday night fixture is at Ian McLennan Park at 6.30pm, South Coast United versus the Coromel Rangers, as I just alluded to before, both sides, you'd have to say, have, have underperformed in terms of the uh, results uh, scheme of things so far. Particular, in particular, I noticed Coromel on the weekend uh, sort of struggling to, to put away their chances. They, they could have had a few goals on the weekend against Coniston. When I, when I see a side like Coromel, they have one of the best sides on paper. Obviously, you've got Rick Goodchild, uh, Jake Morlando, Sam Matthews, obviously Van Elia. Uh, he is injured at the moment. Uh, even uh, Jason Zufik's been an established fullback for a couple of seasons now. But I just feel like, and I don't know if you agree, there seems like there's times where they just, uh, they don't seem like they're they're on the same page and whether or not that uh, just takes time to gel. I know that's the case for a few teams this season, but I, I do feel that they are... Uh, not on the same page in some respects sometimes, especially on the weekend. Well, for a team who was tipped to challenge for the league title, again, I know a lot's changed since then, but sitting seventh on six points at the moment after six games, averaging a point a game, they need to get... They're another team as well that needs to get a move on because they're on the same points as Tarrant, on the same points as Coniston. Coronel needs something big and they've got one of their star players on the sidelines at the moment with injuries, so... Yeah, it's um, you're going to have to look for the likes of Goodchild to start firing as well. He has been hitting a couple of goals in, which has been good, but they got to start their back line as well, I feel. But once they go on the same page, who knows? But I don't, I don't know, but cause South Coast will be looking at this game. Coronel hasn't been in the best of form. South Coast will be looking at this one thinking, hang on, this is one we could snatch here. You know, this is three points we could finally grab and hopefully get a little bit of a run on just before the end of the year because... Bottom of the, their bottom of the league at the moment, which is obviously not what they would would have liked. But based on the quality, a lot of the quality in their team, they shouldn't be bottom of the league. So, but yeah, I don't think anyone deserves to be bottom of the league at the moment. To be honest, yeah. In terms of Coromel, obviously we've we have mentioned it. Uh, obviously, Van being out with it with a heel injury, I believe it is, uh, and not really a a a date of return uh, so far. Obviously, Rick Goodchild has done very well. Uh, he scored a couple of goals and on the weekend, he was very dangerous. Uh, 
in open play. And of course, he had a few free kicks that were very close to hitting the target. Do you think that, that Rick needs a, a player like Van? And once they together, they'll be up at the, at the top end of the table? Well, Rick doesn't need a player like Van. I mean, he he doesn't need him. He's more than capable of doing it on his own. But it does help having a player like Van Elia, obviously a youth in New Zealand international. You know, it always helps. But no, good child doesn't need need a player like that. He can create things on his own. But yeah, it does help when you have a, a George Naylor medalist right next to you. And obviously on the other side of the... Spectrum South Coast United will be boosted by the return of uh, Byung Cook Cho from his uh, suspension last week. And they'll be hoping that player coach Greg Valich returns to the side. He's still in uncertainty with his injury, but we will move on. Obviously, there was meant to be another fixture uh, in the IPL this weekend, Bulleye versus Wollongong United. This has been moved to Wednesday night, as Jared touched on earlier. But we'll move into the Burt Banton Cup Final preview that is on Sunday at Ian McLennan Park, Wollongong United versus Bulleye. It's a mammoth clash, a mammoth clash in this one. I, I, I should be excited about this one. They're, they're two sides that, that are hungry for success, and obviously, Bulleye are the defending champions in this one. I was really impressed in terms of the Burt Bampton Cup with I went and watched Wollongong United play against Balami. They in the semi-final, they went behind early, uh, but they just uh, seemed to dominate the game from there, and obviously uh, won that one three goals to one. Who do you think is your key man or men in this fixture, Jared? Uh, there's no key men; they're just key teams. You know, whoever gels better as a team, I reckon, is going to get home in this one. But I'm rubbing my hands together, getting ready to watch this one at Ian McLean Park on a pristine synthetic field. These two teams love love the flight services more than anybody. So, Bulleye looking to go back-to-back in the Cup, which is uh, another thing that hasn't been mentioned too much. But, look, I, I don't know who's the favourites this one because Bulleye's stumbled up a bit. But before that, they were playing some fantastic football. And United just keep chugging along, chugging along, getting the three points every single week. I can just go on. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I'm just, I'm just looking forward to it. It's just going to be a, a great occasion. And what's even better about it is that the same two sides get to play each other on another pristine pitch of Balls Paddock on the Wednesday night following it, just three days after. So, local football fans, you're in for a treat. Obviously, the game you just mentioned is going to be played at Ian McLennan Park, the synthetic facility, the, the singular synthetic facility in the region. Do you think that was the right choice? Oh, at the moment, yes. With all the uncertainty just going on at the moment... God knows if the weather just flips it on the head again and it starts pouring down rain again. Yeah, it was the safest option when made at the time. But look, nothing. I've, I've said it before. Nothing beats a pristine grass pitch. But look, you got to use the the facility when you can. It, is it was a JJ Kelly available? I'm not too sure. Korean Park when the pitch is good is the probably the best to play at just because the how the stands shaped and the atmosphere that it brings. But yeah, at the moment, Cringilla's Korean uh, Park isn't exactly the best field in the league at the moment, but on its day, it definitely is one of the best. But at the moment, yeah, I reckon Ian McLennan's the right choice. It's the safest bet. Obviously uh, in leagues around the world, and it doesn't exclude the, the IPL, the league, 
league results and, and cup results, obviously coaches say that it doesn't have any bearing. They're, they're one-off games, these cup games. But how much do you think that uh, Bulleye will be... Do you think they'll be affected at all by the result against Cringula on the weekend? Do you think that's uh, thrown by the wayside, so to speak, and there'll it'll be a whole different uh, atmosphere come, come Sunday? They'll only use those results to spur spur themselves on. You've got to look at it the week before that, a disappointing draw with Tarawana, or disappointing from their perspective. Obviously, Tarawana is is capable of getting uh, three points and getting points off the top sides. But you've got to look at the the exact game after that. They went out and smashed Paul Campbell 7-0. So is that going to happen this weekend? Who knows? But I, I can't say them beating Wollongong United 7-0. Obviously, it's going to be a lot closer than that. But... At at the moment, yeah, I can I can I can only see that spurring them on, to be honest. And Bulleye's just mentality monsters, if anything, at the moment. They just they they, they never get themselves down too much. That is our Burt Bampton Cup uh, preview finished. Our IPL preview finished for this weekend. We'll move into NPL corner now. First up, the Wollongong Wolves were up against Sydney United, fifty eight on the weekend. Didn't come away with any points. Uh, a 3-1 loss to the side, which is obviously frustrating for for Luke Wiltshire and, and his team. Uh, a, a bit of inconsistency in results. Obviously, they had that 1-0 loss to Marconi uh, two fixtures ago, and and, they, and they've lost this one. But they uh, they did have control early on in this fixture. They they had chances, and they ultimately came up short and and. Josh McDonald, uh, up against his former club, scored the opener. And Luke Wilkie said from there that his side struggled to get control of the game. Probably the, the most uh, disappointing aspect, or definitely the most disappointing aspect of the match was the injury to young forward Bull Uark, who's been doing so well this season. A suspected broken leg and perhaps a dislocated ankle. In terms of the result for the Wolves, that they weren't at, at full strength, but uh, and and Luke Wilkshire did acknowledge his youngsters did very well under the circumstances, but still disappointing in the in terms of the result, you would say. Yeah, just want to send a message out to Ball as well. I hope he's doing all right. I believe he had surgery yesterday, so hopefully his recovery is smooth. But yeah, well, it's um, Sydney United's going to be up there again this year. Obviously, their grand finals from last year. I think. You got to look at it. They were missing two of their biggest players over the last couple of weeks to A League teams in Patrick Antoniani Picardis. But first game on that weekend, and we won't get into that contract thing again. Obviously, TJ couldn't come back that game. Those two could, but yeah, TJ has been given the all clear to come back this weekend, which is uh, considering Bull Bull got that horrible injury, which you'd think he wouldn't be back for the rest of the year now, based on the type of injury he's got, which is pretty severe. But the fact that they got TJ coming back this weekend is going to be a big help for them with regards to that. So they won't be too short up top, at least. I was going to say, when you just said, oh, we're not going to get into that contract discussion, we're not going to get into it. But it is massive news for, for the Wollongong Wolves that Thomas James is in contention to play against Blacktown City this weekend. Do you think he, he's straight into the side, obviously, with UARC's injury, you, you would perhaps think he might start this one. But uh, obviously, Luke Wilkshire has stated he's got to earn his spot in the team first. Yeah, and we don't know what's going on at training as well. We don't, we don't know if he's tearing the house down on training or whether he's taking a bit of time to get back into it because you've got to look at it. He hasn't played a competitive football match since, what, March now. 
since when they played North Shore Mariners. So that's a long time. But, mm, yeah, it'd be interesting to see. You'd think based on his quality, if he's if he's training up to his quality, he will be in that side on the weekend. But we, we, just, don't, we just don't know at the moment. You'd think uh, the whole that has been left open by Bull's injury might make it a smoother transition into the side, which is unfortunate for Bull. But, yeah, I reckon TJ will be in this and uh, I reckon he'll be out to prove a point. Yeah, obviously, potentially a massive inclusion in that one. I'll I'll move on now to the Illawarra Stingrays. Got a 2-0 victory away from home against the Emerging Jets. Uh, A massively positive result. Uh, uh, Still things to improve on in that side. I was speaking to someone from the club and and she was saying that the, the building up has been very positive but perhaps what's lacking is is the final product but i guess you could put that down to obviously they've got a young uh, a young cohort in that in that side would uh obviously with some experienced players around them like caitlin cooper and michelle carney but surely that the most important thing is that they are i guess building up from the back and and getting to that final uh stage but without the finished product but i'm, I'm thinking that uh as the games going in the season that you would think that the finished product will come. Well, you hope so. They got quality in their side, which, to be honest, they should be fighting for the final spots. Which hopefully they continue the run of form there at the moment. They're obviously three on the trot. It's good to have a bit, have a form going into the final stages of the season. But yeah, can they continue it on? I hope so. It'd be it'd be good to see all all of the regions representative teams in the finals this year obviously they did have that slow start which let them down a bit but hopefully they continue these this form and they get the another win on the weekend and from all accounts uh there's i've mentioned and we have mentioned before that the youngsters in that team young forward bronte true has been playing quite well and played extremely well in this match but also goalkeeper sally james has been doing superbly in goals from all accounts from people at the at the club have been uh, telling me and telling and and saying and saying to other people how well she's doing. So it's a it's a, a massive uh, positive in terms of the fact that you can see a side like this building for a number of seasons. That's the key, isn't it? Sustainability for a football club. If you can sustain a lot of young players and develop and nurture them and develop them up into top quality players, sky's the limit. They could go to W League. They could build a quite a dynasty at the, at the uh, Stingrays as well. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And it's good to see that there's some young players coming through at the moment. And, obviously, that is their third win on the trot. So, you'd think confidence would be high at the moment. I'll move on to the, our final state league team. The South Coast Flame went down 3-1 to Prospects on Saturday. A disappointing result for the Flame, obviously. It was a game where, where they, they had a couple of uh, early chances, similar to the Wolves in, in that respect, but they just didn't put them away and, and, and Prospect sort of hit them uh, against a run of play and they just never really got going in this one. Yeah, and George Kussa said that he was more disappointed with the attitude and mental side of things from his team more than anything. And, and knowing where George has played in his career, obviously Queen's Park Rangers has been a professional in the NSL as well, you know, nothing, he knows what, what it takes mentally to get results here. But it is this, it is a disappointing result for the phone because they were obviously they're undefeated, but at the same time, 
they were dropping points as well. They were getting just one point draws and everything like that. They got a couple of wins, but yeah, this is a real setback considering Prospect are right on their heels as well on the ladder. They're not too far away from them behind as well. So they have to get some wins on the board very soon, I think. I guess it's it's a point uh, we've alluded to before. There's obviously a lot of young players in that side. And we were speaking last week on the show to Illawarra Mercury journalist Josh Bartlett about this. That with a young side, you can expect a few inconsistencies. And I feel like a result like this is probably a, a prime example, wouldn't you think? Well, that, well, you got to look at it. They really, they do have a really, really young side. So, mm. yeah, things like that are expected. But um, if your mentality is not right, like um, Kulsar said, you know, that's that is kind of like a maturity thing as well. So, but at the same time, if you if you're playing first grade, you got to have that mentality um, to be ready to go and that, that positive attitude as well. So, yeah. We'll wrap it up there. Jared, that's NPL Corner. Another edition of the South Coast Footballholic podcast has concluded. Thanks very much for joining me, mate. Always a pleasure, isn't it? Love our little weekly chats. It's fantastic. Might go out and get some sunshine now. Lovely. We'll uh, catch you guys next week. Mm-hmm.